Mathematics does have a higher level of abstraction, and, and that's why, because physics speaks the language of mathematics, it's very difficult for a non-physicist or non-mathematician to understand what's being said. And the problem with quantum physics is it's the first time that, uh, that the mathematics of physics cannot be translated either into imagery or language. There are things that happen at the level of subatomic particles that is not understandable. And, and, and we require then a language of complete paradox in order to try to grasp it. Right? So what's happening at the level of mathematics and subatomic physics is actually affecting our language and our art. The imagery that's being created by artists has exploded from the 20th century on from the beginning of quantum physics and Einsteinian uh, uh, relativity. And if you see this from Salvador Dali on, the Surrealists, all of that, it's an attempt to try to put into imagery and language uh, what has gone beyond the phenomenal capacity of ordinary logic to do. And that's why the field of logic in philosophy has exploded as well. And now there are many different logics, modal logics and different symbolic logics and uh, logic of worlds. There are, it's a, an extraordinary field to study. Um, and very difficult because it's so abstract, it's almost impossible to... Uh, to try to put it into terms that our ordinary uh, linguistically based or imagery based mind can grasp. We have gone beyond now. We have entered a transcendent field. And it's really only through the intuitive capacity that we can reach in deep meditation that we can grok what are the insights of these uh, frontier developments that push the envelope of thought in mathematics, logic, and physics. And this, this sort of reminded me of what you just said, of uh, what Zizek said in that movie about he thinks we should become more abstract, or I don't remember how he put it, but it sort of sounded like that. And is, is this like, he's coming to the same conclusion from, a, from the exhaustion of, I don't know, ideology or... Well, okay, the short answer would be yes, but with Zizek you have to give so many caveats and, and footnotes to all of that that uh, that's a whole seminar in itself. Uh, Zizek's a very subtle philosopher who considers himself a transcendental materialist. So right there you have an extraordinary paradox, right? And uh, how, how you even grasp what he means by that will, will take you into the realization that ordinary language and uh, imagery can no longer grasp what, uh, what we mean by the, uh, the concept of matter. And as science has proven, matter is a myth. You know, we think this is, exists because it feels hard, but we know that that is actually a function of consciousness. And that when you're doing this, your hand isn't really even touching the table. There's, there's a, a space that, that is never crossed and that it's actually an energy field, which is nothing. You know, it's emptiness that you're actually feeling. And the space between the atoms is much larger than the atoms themselves. And so we know that how we perceive the world is not actually how the world is and that we are constructing it in our consciousness, not actually perceiving what is out there. And that, in fact, there is nothing out there because the out there is always only what is perceived in here. 
And the relationship between an in here and an out there has never been able to be figured out by philosophers or scientists because you cannot even prove that there is an out there because all there is is consciousness, right? This is Kant's whole problem. How do you know that there is a thing in itself out there just because you perceive the thing? All you perceive is your own perception, right? And so the, the fact of whether there's even a world or we're all having a dream together in one consciousness cannot be proven one way or the other. And that's why the materialists and the idealists are, are in a constant battle and nobody can ever win. Because none of this can be proven logically. It transcends logic, mathematics, and imagery. It's at the uh, archetypal level and can only be understood when we transcend the mind. So hypnosis kind of proves what you're saying. You can tell somebody, well, there's an elephant in the room or so-and-so is not here and they just won't see it. Well, right? that proves that. well there is an elephant in the room. Don't you see it? <laughs> so, uh, yes, you're right. Uh, you can produce hallucinations very easily, both positive ones and negative ones uh, in hypnosis. And, uh, you can, and people are in a collective state of hypnosis all the time. So most people are not seeing more than 1% of what's really present, where they're seeing things that aren't present. And that's what the whole field of advertising, propaganda, ideology is there to do, is to make you see things that aren't there and uh, not see what is there so that you will be controlled by the social big other. And uh, we're trying to help people break through those blinders. <coughs> 